Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. It is the 14th of January. I'm Nadine Blaney here with uh, my partner in crime, at least from oh, about 7.30 a.m. beyond, is David Scott. Scotty, how are you? Sometimes a little bit later. <laughs> a little bit. Not, not talking about today, of course, but yeah, <laughs> great to be here. How are you? I'm pretty well, thank you. Look, uh, pretty good day for the local market, all things considered. Up by four-tenths of a percent for the XJO. It was looking a little shaky there at the beginning, but at, by the end, the industrials, consumer staples... Healthcare names, financials in a big way came to the party, but really tech. Tech was the story of the day, and that includes Afterpay, second best performer, making a gain of 9%. Good old Afterpay. Yeah, a little handy 9%. Like the absolute trifecta of uh, positives for uh, for the buy now, pay later stocks in particular. Affirms IPO in the States went off like a rocket 80% gain for uh, its shares in the first day of trade. Just uh, reinforcing that, you know, as a product, there's uh, the validity in the buy now, pay later space is certainly there. Uh, and then you throw in that, uh, no, long bond yields came down a lot. And I'm talking about, no, a huge move in the relative scheme of things. Uh, so down about, uh, no, 12 or so basis points from the recent peak, uh, uh, from the top to the bottom uh, and then you throw into the mix as well uh, what was going on with the broker moves there and a couple of broker upgrades for Afterpay and whooshka up they went there you go all right we've got uh, an interview in our show notes with the CEO of Layby Gary Rohoff so uh, with its update we've got a lot of them coming through the market lately um, but yeah shares were up and um, he's talking about lots of blue sky ahead you did the interview what stood out to you uh, actually, wasn't part of the interview, but uh, look, I have interviewed Gary many times before, and uh, look, a small player, it's got to be said, uh, operates I think in, uh, in New Zealand and maybe UK, I think it is. Uh, but uh, yeah. no, but certainly, uh, it's going to have an uphill battle. A lot bigger competitors up there, but of course, it doesn't mean necessarily that the first mover advantage doesn't always mean that you'll be the winner in the end. So maybe Layby will be you know, coming from behind. Layby came from behind today. It was up by. 13% LBY is the ticker code there. If you'd like to listen to that interview, you can access it via the show notes. Um, listen, another company that did really well today was Prometicus. It was the best performer on the 200. Shares were up by 15, pretty close to 15%. So there you go. Henry Jennings from Marcus Today weighs in on that one. You can listen in on that interview. And while we're at it, if you want to get a view on Whitehaven Coal, it's up around 80% since the beginning of November. Surging coal prices, increased demand from Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and India. Get the thoughts of Tim Haslam from Catapult Wealth on WHC. I don't think I'm really missing anything there, except for perhaps some of the, well, the, uh, the negative performers, the ones that didn't quite meet the mark today. Tyro, boy, in a spot of bother over that um, trouble that they're having with some of their terminals down a further 6.3% today. And um, Adelaide Brighton, also one of the underperformers 
today. It had a price target cut coming from Morgan Stanley by 8.3% to $3.30 for share. I feel that was a lot of stock specifics. Let's just keep the ball rolling. Scuddy, I know you're loving it. Let's go to our stock of the day, Promedicus. PME is the ticker code. We'll listen in to what uh, we had Robert Cortlett from Macro Capital and Owen Raskovitz from Rask Australia. Here's what they had to say. I would say that Promedicus has the price tag to match its quality. I think it's the highest quality company on the ASX, to be frank. Um, so I'm fortunate to be a long-term shareholder. But you're right. You know, this is a big deal, uh, this, this new contract win. I think it's the fifth and sixth months. Pretty substantial one, I've got to add. Um, but price tag, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it with a two in front of it, that share price, before buying more shares. Remedicus is actually up at the top of the range, all-time highs it's hitting today. It's up 12, 13% now based on the announcement. So obviously the market likes it. I'm not sure if you will see it below $30 again. Um, I think you'd need something to go quite wrong for the stock uh, to be down there. So I'd actually prefer to be paying up now, knowing the story's good, rather than having a limit order in the market that maybe gets filled when things have changed and I don't really want to be holding the stock then. So um, yeah, look, I'd be looking to uh, move into the stock in the next couple of days. It's not going in, Scotty. Yes, a, a trailing bid. It's uh, I know with a two in front of it uh, doesn't necessarily stack up to a going into the portfolio. So that one sits on the sidelines for the time being. Poor Promedicus. Okay, let's. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's uh, let's talk that Chinese data that was out today. How did you read it? Oh, it's a good sign for the Chinese economy and the other uh, global economy. But uh, the one thing I go and point out is that we know that the goods side of the equation has been hot and it's been hot for a while. And we know that China is the world's manufacturer of this. And so it needs to go and take in a lot of uh, no, raw materials to go and create all that stuff and then spit it back out the other side and value add and uh, make a nice margin on top of it as well. So that's why its uh, monthly trade balance was the highest on record in December. So I think about uh, 78 billion US dollars. Uh, so no sign of uh, any hit there, particularly from the trade wars that we saw uh, over those years against the United States, Donald Trump's trade wars. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's a good sign for the global economy. Uh, what I'm really interested in to see when the real economy starts to go and pick up again and we start being able to go and travel and services spending picks up and we'll see what happens then. Okay, so China, an economy to watch. The US, always an economy to watch. We've got plenty to watch out for tonight. Jobless claims. The Fed Chair Jerome Powell will be speaking and we will be at some point getting details on this, well, one trillion, two trillion, this big spending package coming from the incoming administration. You're of the view that it's already priced in, um, but but perhaps not the two trillion. It was priced, it's priced in. It's To me, like, no, any, you, need, you don't need an excuse to go and rally at the moment. But as soon as it was known that the Democrats had control of the uh, of Congress, it was priced in. The, anyone whose markets would have said they're going to go and try and push for a really big package now. So the fact that uh, they're putting a number on it now, I think I'm a bit sceptical that all of a sudden it's like, oh, the markets are rallying on stimulus hopes because <laughs> stimulus hopes have been doing the other uh, driving for a long period of time now. Oh, boy. If I had a dollar for every time we've said stimulus hopes, but to put it in perspective, the whole Australian economy is about $1.5 So it is a big figure. It uh, kind of puts that... Uh, it well, it puts everything to shame, really. And we were speaking with uh, David David Bossio from Sean Partners a little bit later on in the program today, and he was sort of saying, "Look, he doesn't even think this will be the last round of stimulus coming." Uh, stim, so Stimmy. No, it's not Stim. It's Stimmy. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that Stimmy doesn't get on. Stimmy's not allowed in this country. Uh, I'm dictating. Uh, yeah, look, it, it, won't, it might not be the last, but look, it's really easy for governments to go and hand out cash. 
but it's trying to go and take it back, which is going to be the issue. And at some point, he was right. He goes, no, longer term, if it continues down this path, he doesn't necessarily think it's that good news for markets. Uh, at some point, uh, you've got to go and wean off the stimmy or the stim. And uh, like any addict, it's, uh, it's not always an easy path to go, uh, to go down. So what do you think uh, the Fed Chair Jay Powell might add to uh, you know, that conversation tonight? I think his velvet voice will be very calm and collected and just go and reiterate that uh, the Fed is... Uh, not no thinking about, not thinking about, even thinking about? Or will he start talking plans for tapering? Uh, I think that uh, there may be some general guide as to uh, when potentially there might be some, uh, no, maybe not uh, no, a pullback of asset purchases, which is the big risk in the near term. Uh, but uh, no, when it comes to the liftoff of the Fed funds rate and, uh, and that sort of thing, I wouldn't be surprised if they start... You know, providing a, a few bit more details as to what uh, aggregates, what things they need to go and see, tick boxes to go and do that. We saw overnight uh, with the other uh, Fed Chair, uh, no, Deputy uh, Chair, uh, Rich Colorida, talking about mm-hmm. having to have uh, core CPI above 2% for, for, a year. A, for at least a year yep. before that lift off of the Fed's fund rate. So that's one of those little like you no know, tick boxes mm-hmm. that you just mentally make a note and say, okay, well, that's what's been said. Let's go and see what happens now when inflation starts to pick up in the next couple of months, which we'll see, and see where that resolve to go and be as patient as that remains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Listen, in your view today in the COB newsletter, talking about Israel, because of course a lot of the economic recovery really depends on vaccination. After Israel started rolling out the vaccine in its nation, it actually increased its GDP outlook. I noticed that last week or the week before. Mm -hmm. And so you're keeping your eye on Israel as well. In terms of how, what, the efficacy of the vaccine rollout? Yeah, because a lot of of uncertainty at the moment as to what will actually happen once the you know, the a nation gets vaccinated and you reach herd immunity. So is it going to go in the psychology of how people are going to interact? Uh, is it going to go and eliminate the virus? Mm-hmm. And the, no one really knows these answers. But Israel, 9 million odd people, really densely populated uh, no location. Uh, they'll be the first major mm-hmm. nation to have all things vac- all people vaccinated uh, throughout. So we're going to get a really good indication as to what we can expect in those far larger economies at some point down the line from Israel. So to me, like, no, we, there's a lot of noise in this whole pandemic period. We go over the, like, the figures each and every day. There's really only one set of figures that I'm starting to go and keep an eye on now, and that's Israel's. All right, so Israel, one to watch. I think it's interesting. I had my first or one of, yeah, pretty much the first face-to-face meeting today in, you know, in months. Went out to the city. I had to walk through one of the food courts at the bottom of a big building to get to where I was going. Signs outside saying, you need to wear a mask to come in here. And there were plenty of people not wearing a mask. So yeah, that, that psychology part of it. So when people start to relax and they start to take off masks because they've been vaccinated, yeah, it will be interesting to see how behavior comes to the party as well. But yeah, still um, still being asked to wear masks around, but um, everybody kind of doing their own thing. We had zero cases in New South Wales here today, as well as zero in Queensland and Victoria. So hopefully common sense prevails at some point and uh, we get a few more days of that. Maybe we can go and start talking about taking down the state borders again. My goodness, it's, knows, it's, 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 uh, it's hurting so many people that I uh, know that don't get the same headlines and attention as what the uh, COVID case does every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Victoria, Victorians can now head back to the office as well. Uh, they don't have to go back to the office, but um, yeah, seeing some, some, some movement on that front. And I did note while we were on air, I saw it on Twitter, that we've got uh, an American tennis player being allowed into the country uh, despite testing positive twice for COVID-19. So still on that flight headed for Victoria. Boy, we love our sport here, don't we? Yes. Uh, look, we know how many hundreds of thousands of Australians are still waiting to get back home. So I'm not going to go into that debate, but uh, I know where the common sense thing is. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, prioritize, please. <laughs> I, I dumped you in that one, Scotty. Anyways, uh, look, we've got, I think we covered it. We've got jobless claims. We've also got ECB minutes uh, coming from uh, the European session. Um, tomorrow, we'll get China house prices. We'll get leading indicators, or lending indicators, I should say, from <laughs> the ABS. <Both. laughs> Excuse me. And uh, But the big one will be that uh, speech from the U.S. President-elect Joe Biden. We've got John McMurdo, the CEO of Australian Ethical Investments, coming on tomorrow. Today was out with some funds under management data, but beyond just... Um, you know, talking about that, we'll talk about where they see markets heading in 2021. We've got uh, Byron Goldberg, the Australian head of Luno, coming on. Luno, it's that group that you are seeing everywhere on the Bitcoin ads in bus shelters. Time oh, to buy when you see a bus shelter. The, the one the one where I wrote the view about how yeah. it's a contrarian indicator and she'd go and... Do you want yeah. to do that interview? Well, why, why not? <laughs> I know that's on Startup Daily. I don't think I should extend that invite on their behalf. All right, let's uh, wrap it up. We'll be speaking with Prometicus, the stock of the day, best performer on the 200 today. We'll be speaking with the CEO, Dr. Sam Uper, tomorrow at 3:30. Ah, uh, let's let's call it a day, shall we, Scotty? Ciao. See ya.